<laughs> a little, uh, a little, a little magic crazy. there on Stefan's part, opening two cans at once. Thank you for doing that. I was like I said, I've done this a couple times. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but it's a certain skill certain I've acquired skill. over the years. <laughs> it's like uh, I want to thank you for the the beautiful red racer you're providing tonight. Mm-hmm. So can you uh, tell us? So so it's it's one of those across the nation ones. Where is it from? We're Which province? Back east right now. We're at uh, Sherwink Hayes uh, for Newfoundland. It's mm-hmm. a six point five strong ale, and I, I must say the first sip is tasty. Nice. Yeah, that's the what kind is it? A, is it like a New England IPA of some sort? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kivik New England IPA. Yep. All right, and I'm taking it right across to the other coast with the coast BC coast. option. So we've got. Uh, Moon Underwater Brewery, and it's a Kermode Out West Kiwi Saison. So these are tasty beers. I'm pretty pleased with them. But, uh, yeah, I'm your host, Robin Coymans. Uh, welcome back to Let's Get Pucked Up. We got Stefan Putara, the the frequent uh, co-host, I should say. Uh, frequent co-host at this point. Uh, pretty much running the podcast <laughs> himself. Uh, when you live so close across the parking lot, it's, it's so, not to, so yeah. damn convenient. <laughs> um, so we got a few things to talk about today, namely the trade deadline and the different acquisitions that occurred during it. But I wanted to kick things off talking about um, a bit of a sore spot for myself <laughs> as a Leafs fan. Everyone knows what I'm probably alluding to who is listening Uh David Ayers, the 42-year-old Zamboni driver, stonewalling the Leafs. I shouldn't even say stonewalling. Basically, just the Carolina Hurricanes stonewalled the Leafs. So uh, he stopped 8 of 10 shots. It wasn't an 800 save percentage. is nothing to like get super pumped about. But this is a guy who's 42 years old and a Zamboni driver. But basically, the, the, cane, the Hurricanes made it super easy for him um, and, in, a lot, in preserving their victory over the Maple Leafs, winning 6-3. to three. So, Stefan, did you see uh, what went down on Saturday night there? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see it live, but I definitely heard about it and watched, you know, all the recaps and everything. And, and I, I don't know, it's just one of those stories that you're just like, if you're not a Leafs fan, you think it's an absolute great story for the league. And now, like, the... I, st- I still have enough, I still have enough, like, of a sense have, of humor to know that it's a great story and that... Uh, Honestly, it's one out of 82 games. If the Leafs don't make the playoffs because they lost to a to a Zamboni goal, it's going to come up. But like, and I think you alluded, one out of I think games. you alluded to like this is no one's going to talk about this. Everyone's just going to take the storyline that that's a great story, which is he won them the game. They're not going to look at the stats and say, oh yeah, he only had eight eight of ten eight shots, saves, yeah. <laughs> eight saves. Um, it was only for what half a game, not even half the game. It was half the game. It was game. about half the game, yeah, I guess. And they only fired 10 shots yeah, on like, him. So and that's that just a, shows how good Carolina's defense really is. And, and that was before they picked up two guys in the oh, trade boy, deadline. Exactly. I'm, jump, I'm jumping the gun, but, Absolutely. like, yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes have always, well, for the last, like, five to ten years, they've always been solid defensively, and this game Brandon really just, like... coach, too. If i got to get that guy to get some credit, I think. And it's just, like, something in the, the water there. They just have a defensive-oriented system and team, regardless of the coach. Like, Bill Peters had that, too. Yeah. Um, he who shall not be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I named him, but he who should, should have not been named. Bill Peters, the, the piece of crap. Um, but, yeah, uh, Brendan Moore is a solid coach. And it was funny watching him on the bench, though, when uh, Ayers came in. You could see he was basically, like, shit in his pants. He was just like, (laughs) why is this happening right now? We need these two points so badly. We're fighting for a wild card spot. Um, And then as soon as Tavares just, like, 
dribbles that first shot under his uh, his pad. Brendan Moore is just like, no, this is not this is not how this is going you know, down. You know, as an ex player, he for sure was was saying stuff in between periods there. It's the last period, and he was basically telling his team like, listen, guys, we're not hanging this guy out to dry. We're not losing no. this game. And and yeah. I think he did a hell of a job firing him up, like getting him going. It's been it's been awesome the media tour that David Ayers has been able to embark upon since. Did you see him on? Uh, he was on like Colbert last night, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy that this this guy uh, just driving a Zamboni one day and he's uh, his mom talking the town it. the next day. His mom day. was on there, and she, oh, yeah. oh, just like the 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 greatest hockey mom, you know, like just number one fan, right? <laughs> he's got his back no matter what. Yeah. He, uh, he apparently, all the sales for his jersey, because ever since this game, he's obviously sales have been through the roof. Mm-hmm. He's donating every single well, I think amount to a kidney foundation that's awesome, in Carolina. Because he actually, I don't know if you heard, uh, he donated his kidney to his mom, I believe it was. Oh, no, Something I didn't know like that. that. Yeah, they were talking about it on the thing. So it's like, it's just one of those good stories yeah. that you just, you know, it's like touching back to all the negative, negativity that's happened this year with NHL, which kind of overshadows the good parts. Yeah. It's good to see. It, yeah. As much as it has to be, you know, your fellow, your team getting uh, beat by this goalie, but it wasn't really him. It was, like you said, it was, it was a, the Leafs beat themselves. Structure. And that too, yeah. The Leafs sucked a big one, and like Carolina played great defense. Um, but You're, yeah, let's give Ayers a little bit of credit. Like he, yeah. he hung in there, and he didn't let a goal in in the third period when they needed him most. He could have just sat there and not stopped the beach ball. Yeah, but he actually made a few saves. And like I, I, I eight to be exact. I've always wondered about this situation with emergency goalies. Like yeah. if they're from that hometown, or from, if they're from the, the home team's like organization, or they're like living in that town, isn't there like not some compulsion to just like let a few soft ones in to let Toronto kind of squeeze by with the victory there. You know, as much as I'd agree with that, I think as an athlete, you have this drive to always compete, especially somebody, if you get that moment, you don't want to be remembered as that guy that shit the bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, I don't, I don't think it, and you talk about like guys who get drafted by teams that they weren't fans of, maybe not so much like the Patrick walls or something like that, (laughs) but um, you know, like certain certain individuals get drafted, and they the second they get drafted by a different team that they weren't fans of when they were okay. growing up. So uh, I'm I know you're saying like it's an athlete's kind of like duty. It's almost like the Doctor Hippocratic oath. If you get yeah. thrown in there, you got to like do your job. Yeah. But uh, this guy's a 42 year old Zamboni driver. <laughs> um, I'm sure he was a decent goalie back in the day, but like he's not gonna like get any contracts anytime soon. So like. Here's a scenario for you. What if it's um, the 82nd game of the regular season? Oof. The team, your like the home team, they're <laughs> they do or die. They, they need, need to, to win, win to get win. into the playoffs. And Kyle Clifford runs the goal again. Why are you a reporter, Robin? Why aren't you getting on air with David Aries and asking these questions? <laughs> what would you do? That need at the yeah, we have. need answers, <laughs> David Ayers. If you were, if this was game 82 and the Leafs were only one point ahead of Florida, they've already played their 82nd game somehow, or we know they're going to lose. They're like down five nothing with two minutes left, and uh, you're in there, and the Leafs are like they're down four one. You get thrown into the game. What do you do? Like, does there? Don't tell me like no one's thought about this. I I'm feel sure, like, like I'm sure there's that moment where you think about it, but 
me myself personally, I would never throw a game just for something like that. If I was on the team, it, it means that I'm on that team. You know what I mean? Even though I wasn't a fan of them, whatever. Yeah, and, and, and personally, just and I, he's probably getting paid by that team for that day. Oh, he like gets he's paid getting, every game. Yeah, yeah. he'll he'll yeah. get like a prorated contract yeah. for the yeah. one yeah. game. Yeah. So like, you are a part of that team, and like, Absolutely. and they treated him like. Like just royalty, basically. You look at the like shower they gave him after the game. In Carolina, like you yeah. think he's going to Carolina? He's probably traveling he's got, he's to Carolina got, frequently in the next little bit. Just yeah, well, to, they like, they flew him down for exactly. for free, and yeah, he's. I think I saw there was like a in between periods of the Leafs game tonight, which thankfully they won. Um, they were able to dig out of that hole, but bigger game by the way. Yeah, yeah. but Jake Muzzin looks like he might be long term injured. Another thing that we'll get into, but. Uh, no, I think they they showed a clip of him like driving the Zamboni in the Carolina game. <laughs> that's awesome. I think that's what it was that I saw. I didn't hear any like commentary on it, but yeah, that's pretty sweet if that's what that was. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on that situation? I mean, there was some discussion I heard just listening, like reading, you know, podcasts stuff like that, uh, or forums and stuff, and you see like people like, why is this still a thing? Why? Mm-hmm. Like, so like, I ask you this: It is a weird if, thing. If this is a thing, so what are you going to have? third goalie always waiting yeah or like what do you like how are you feel, how are you compensating for that like it's it's, it's that. strange yeah because you like roster wise you're not going to carry three goalies unless you're the rangers um <laughs> and just like maybe what they need to do is they need to train one of their defenders to be become like just like some <laughs> player on the team just to become at least like passable at goaltender just That's in case that comes. That's what you did back comes. in the day when you were a kid. You yeah. Just like you strap the pads strap the on, pads on just in case because I feel like this this is just too strange of a thing to keep. Like it provides amazing stories though, so maybe the NHL wants to keep it because it get, gets notoriety, but, gets good PR for the league. To be fair, I mean it was crazy because the night after that happened. Mm-hmm. There was another goalie that had to dress. He didn't end up playing. It was Columbus, it came I close. believe it was. Like because Merz Lickens got yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, so he has to go on the the bench as the backup just in case. So obviously, something. because it happened the night before, the sportscasters are making a big deal of it. Oh, we got another one dressing yeah, up. Back to oh, back emergency goalies. And it's like this doesn't actually happen that often. This is no, not. It's a like once problem. once every three years, pretty much. Because teams are protecting their goalies. I mean, the, the freak thing that happened happened. <laughs> And it's a great well, yeah, story. then there was no protecting Peter Mrazek from just, like, going out there for no reason, really. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking going for that puck. Yeah. Yeah, if you saw the, the replay yeah, of that. Was, but. Uh, yeah. So here's my question for you now. I got another one. Um, what do you think Brandon Bath would do if he were the emergency goalie in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I've watched Brandon Bath play. God bless Brandon Bath. He's a, he's a good goalie. The one thing I would say if I was the... Uh, the scouters, yeah, I would say wraparounds. Mm. That's that's the, the yeah. Well, I, wonder, I wonder. Well, the Leafs don't need a. Uh, I guess the Leafs don't need a scouting report on airs because he works with the Marlies and. Well, they that was the other yeah. thing. Did you hear Dubis? Sorry, I don't want to touch on it. But no. Dubis talked about it on his. Uh, I don't know if it was a talk. I think it was with Tim and Sid hmm. on Sportsnet. Shout out to Sportsnet. <laughs> that's what I listen to. Uh, TSN, you're all right too, but Sportsnet, you got my uh, my call right mm. now. Anyway, um, he said Dubis said that. You know, he was very respectful of Aries and everything. And mm-hmm. I, he obviously, like, he's the one answering the questions about why his team lost to the emergency, emergency goalie and all this. Yeah. And I'm sure it's not an easy thing to talk about. But he was very respectful and professional about it. But he said, he said, you know what? Like, we face this guy in practice. Because mm-hmm. he actually did every once in a while. He would come out. And yeah, practice. just in case. So it wasn't like it was just like, 
So it almost makes you feel like less sympathy for uh, the Leafs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like it's almost like, come on, Leafs. Like you had a, you knew what he was about. <laughs> like, come on now. Yeah, just fire those pucks on him. They couldn't get a shot away. It's crazy. Well, in Carolina, like you said, they did a great job. Of yeah. Just playing a, a really good defensive game. So yeah, that's it's it's weird in the fact yeah that they pretty much have the book on him that whether they should go low or go higher uh, wrap arounds if they were Brandon Bath style goalie. <laughs> Brandon, we love you. We love you, Brandon. Um, yeah, it's it makes it that much more embarrassing. And um, yeah, as a Leafs fan, that was a tough one to watch because you see airs come in and you're like, okay, they have to come back now. Like this is their chance. And they started to. What was the score before? I can't remember. So it was 4 1 when he. That's right. No, wait, no, I think it was 3 1. It was 3 1 when he came yeah, in. They but, then right they, but then they were on a power yeah. play, so they scored the yeah. fourth, like right after, yeah. before the Leafs got a shot. Yeah. But then the Leafs get two quick ones, and it's 4 3 going into the third. So you figure they've got a pretty damn good chance. And then Carolina just puts them to bed, like, pretty quickly in the third. They, they get up 6 3 and then just shut it down. If it would, if there wasn't that intermission, I think they would have had a better chance. I, I think, I think Carolina really tightened some things up in between yeah. periods, and like, good job on the coaches, good job on the, the team. Yeah. Just like, just realizing. Listen, I mean, I've been in games where we had a, not an emergency goalie, <laughs> and mind you, the game didn't really matter. It was you know rec hockey or whatever. Yeah. But you had a goalie that comes in that you don't really know, and you know he's not maybe the talentedest goalie like you're used to. Mm-hmm. So you have to. You know, play a certain way to make sure that you don't throw them under the bus. Like, yeah, just, you, you got to protect them. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, look out for your own. Yeah, so maybe we can uh, transition from talking about this to, uh, well, I guess we meant, we touched on it briefly. Just I want to talk about how screwed the Leafs are actually going to be if Jake Muzzin's injured. Which, oh, uh, sign that contract. So they, they, they beat Tampa tonight in Tampa, which is a great comeback after just being like raked over the coals by the media from the loss to the backup to the emergency goalie. Yeah. Um, so good on them for doing that. But Jacob Muzzin exits after the second period with uh, an injury to his hand after blocking a shot with his hand. So they're saying it could be a break, could be out like a month. It's a month. Yeah. So it's a month. And they still got probably like two to three weeks before Riley's ready to come back. Um, this team is fighting for <laughs> their lives, and Dubas didn't do them any favors by not picking up any defensemen at the trade deadline. Well, you know, and and uh, again, uh, I think he looked at the last couple games they played, and I think this is what the the theme is tonight with a lot of these teams, other than the big the big contenders, which we can get into. The yeah, I think the theme was if you were on the bubble, how have you been playing the last little bit through the adversity? Mm-hmm. And and I think Dubas looked at it and said, we got spanked the other night. Mm-hmm. And we got beat again the night before that or whatever. Who was it, who was it against again? Uh, they lost to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Then they came back and beat Pittsburgh. Then they lost yeah. um, someone else 5-2. Yeah, there was the 5-2 one that I think There's was a couple 5-2 losses. It was, it was the, the magnitude of the games that... Well, the other there were two five two losses back to back. Then they beat Pittsburgh, and then they lost six three. You Carolina. could tell, like I don't know, as an outlooker, like maybe maybe if you're, I'm sure I get in that way with the Oilers being an Oilers fan. <laughs> you sometimes get a little, uh, you know, weighed in, deceived by you know what you think is your team, and I think I think Dubas looked at it and was like, we're going to be playing Boston or Tampa the first freaking round. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell I'm throwing away a bunch of prime assets well, like first round picks I know I see where you're going 
But in that case, why aren't you a seller? I don't think that they need to sell, though. I think they need to... He gave, you know why I like what he did? Or why, don't you, why don't you at least sell Tyson Berry, who we know you're not going to sign? At fair. The end that, of the year. One, that one is a little bit weird, and he didn't actually answer any of that in his press conference. Yeah. Like nobody really... It just feels like they're not sure what to do. I, I agree. I agree, and I don't really know what they should do with that. But what I do think is, I think he's basically said, listen, players, you think you guys are good enough? Show me. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of decisions that are going to happen this And summer. I do respect that, to be fair. like I, Before Muzzin got injured, I respected that a little bit. I was like, you know what? He constructed this team. He thinks that they are a good enough team on paper to contend with any team in the league. They haven't been Eventually showing it. it. So you know what? At this point... Um, they they just need a hot streak. They need to get going. They need to just get into the playoffs. And who knows? They could be a dangerous eighth seed or whatever, like the third in their division. They could if there's no expectations, they could surprise some people. But there's always expectations in Toronto, yeah. so that's oh, not going to yeah, happen. Exactly. Well, we go but there, but, yeah. but I I do kind of like I did kind of like it from like that respect of just saying like, look, I believe that this team is good enough. So he's also saying, I believe you're good players. But he's at the same time saying like, you haven't shown it yet, so prove it. I agree. And and it's on them now. But at the same time, the defense was already pretty thin, and now you lose Muzzin. I know, like, you can't predict this is going to happen, but you need to have some sort of uh, contingency plan in case this happens. I I agree, and I think that's a great segue to what you wanted to jump to next. The first, I guess we're calling it the first big trade of the deadline time. Oh, I don't know what just happened there. I'm going to turn off my volume. Sorry. I think that the page I was on started saying something. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so, I'm like, you wanted to touch on the Alex Martinez uh, trade there on the 19th. I yeah. think that's kind of started off with, okay, now we know who's who's swinging, who's yeah. going for it. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, since we did the last podcast, there were a few mi- minor trades I would qualify them as, like your Marco Scandellas, your Brendan Dillons, your Dylan DeMellos. All decent depth defensemen the Leafs could use right now, but uh, yeah, yeah. but the big one, the the trade that seemed to have made the biggest a larger impact than those ones since then was on February nineteenth. Alec Martinez going to Vegas for two second rounders. That's a decent so goal. So twenty twenty second rounder, twenty twenty one second Is rounder. Is he done this contract? You know, is he UFA? Um, I don't think so, but I'm not completely sure. So yeah, that's a good question because it does seem the price was higher for guys who have term. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just look up Alec Martinez. I'm looking it up right now. Cap yeah. friendly, if that's uh... is cap friendly still a thing. I don't remember. Um, yeah, he's still going next year yeah. for one more yeah. year at yeah, four exactly. million. So interesting. So that could be why the return was as large as it was, but not just um, a rental. Yeah. What do you think on that trade? Do you think that was a good trade for Vegas? Good trade for LA? I mean. I think Vegas is making the playoffs. Pacific's the one of the weakest divisions in the league right now. Yeah. Just from a point standpoint. So you look at Vegas, you're like, okay, what do they need? They need some depth defensemen who can who played in the playoffs before, can play some minutes. Yeah. He's done all this. He's been he's been he's won a cup. Won two cups. Yeah, he's won two. There you go. With the Kings. Um, and he also knows that division so well. Who are you playing in the first round? Your division. And so, like from that point of view. Brilliant in my mind. And it also is an easy move for him. So mm-hmm. it's not like the guy's going to be... He doesn't even have to sell his house. He's just yeah. like a couple hours away. He can just rent something for a while and then just move back if he wants to. you got to think headspace-wise, that's that's smart. Or so have I his think family I think by. that's a great trade for Vega. It, you know, it's funny. Uh, 
expansion team three years in a row as a buyer every year at the freaking deadline. I mean, this isn't a big splash. Like Must Mark be Stone, nice, eh? Like Mark Stone. Yeah. 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 Like, think of the, like, Ottawa Senators back in, like, 91, 92, or 92, 93, or whatever. Columbus. I think it's 1993. Oh, Columbus, Columbus is pretty bad. Like, Tampa Bay and San Jose when those two teams started. The Thrashers? Yeah, like... <laughs> It's not fair that Vegas hasn't had yeah, their pick. Yeah, no, I agree, and that's Batman. I mean, they had the, fuck you, Batman. I guess that's the, what I'm saying. Fuck you. I guess there was some uh, retribution with how they lost in Game Seven last year, but like, still, they need some like not making the playoffs pain. Yeah, no, I agree. But they're fun to watch, though. I, I'll be like, I'll so, be the first one so would you call that trade a push? Maybe like uh, Vegas, you know, like, Vegas made it made did pretty well. I mean, but, LA like, got, two second rounders. LA got two second rounders. They're gonna be late second rounders. Um, Potentially, especially one, if Vegas makes it out of their division. One thing that I will say is this year's draft, everyone keeps talking about it. It's one of the best drafts in a long, long time, like in terms of like quality and, and depth. So, like, you know, that second round pick could very well be a, a decent player, a high second round pick in most years. Could be a good player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not what freaking Ottawa got, speaking of which. Yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, Ottawa made made out like bandits. I don't, we're we're gonna go in chronological order though, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sign a push for that one. Like sure. I think that it's a bit of an overpay Helpful in teams. some ways, but when you look at how much the the Knights loaded up in the division that they're in, I think you have to go for it. And they're on paper by far the best team in that division. Yep, no, I agree. All right, so we'll move on to February 21st. Andre Kasha to Boston in exchange for David Backus's bloated contract. A defenseman named Axel Anderson is a pretty sweet Scandinavian name. <laughs> and a 2020 first-round pick. And the Bruins retain 25% of Backus's contract. So what's your take on that one? I mean, everyone knows the Ducks are done. Mm-hmm. Quack, quack, quack to the golf course they go. Um <laughs> You know, I would have liked them to get rid of more of that top-heavy salary and get younger. That's just me. They didn't do it. I mean, this is looking at forward um, to the deadline, right at the deadline. But, but I think I think that is uh, again. I, I don't think you, if you're a buyer on the deadline day, you don't ever really outright win. It's very rare you outright win. No, you usually overpay. Exactly. So and you usually come to regret it unless you win the a, cup. I would say a push again, but just because Boston needed a guy like Andre Cassie and and they got it. So I'm actually gonna say Boston comes out ahead on this one. You think? The reason is David Backus's contract is such an albatross, such a difficult <laughs> thing to get rid of. But they're paying and for a bit of it. Okay. Yeah, they gave a first round pick and Axel Anderson, who I haven't, to be honest, looked up to see like what kind of a prospect he's he is. Yeah, Let yeah. me look up Axel Anderson before I give a final verdict here. So the reason that I was saying I think that they won is you think about before the season started. Toronto had to trade a first-round pick with Patrick Marlowe to get rid of his cap hit. Um, oh, so he was a second-round selection. Okay, so that's that's a bit of a better prospect then. But QJ, QMJHL too. So yeah, so it's not a bad so player. it's not a, not a bad player. But I th- I still think if you're getting rid of that Bacchus contract, yeah. um, that's huge for Boston. That's something they've been trying to do for so long. It's like it's, it's weighing them down like the Lucic contract yeah. weighed Edmonton down, basically. No, and then you get a player back in Andre Kasha who's young, who's at a really reasonable cap hit, and, and who's like who has a lot of potentially hasn't been able to achieve because he hasn't been able to play with really good players yet in Anaheim. Boston's a team that if they don't make it to the semis or, or 
the conference finals, it's a bust for them. And I'm pretty sure Kasha has more than this year. I think he's yeah, got he term is. after. He does, he does, yeah. So that's another another reason that the price might be steeper. Um, I'm still going to give the win to Boston on this okay. one for getting out of the Bacchus contract. And, yeah, just getting a good player in return. Uh, I know you give up Axel Anderson, but they're in win-now mode. Yeah, I know they 100% are in for sure. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll move on to February 23rd. We'll skip Cody Eakin. That was a decent pick, but pick up by Winnipeg. But we'll move on to Ilya Kovalchuk going from Montreal <laughs> to Washington for a third-round pick. Oh, that's an interesting one. It's a nice piece of work by Mark Bergevin, getting a third-round pick out of nothing that no one wanted. But you know what? Like, If he's going to do well, wouldn't you bet it'll be with his fellow Russian, Russian guys? Fellow Russian? <laughs> Russian? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we see, we, we what, see. What is it? Russian, I think it's just Russian. Russian. <laughs> it's just Russian. Uh, really overthinking this one. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've seen uh, how Ov can fire up guys who aren't even Russian, based on what we talked about last week in his in the warm up. He's a lefty. Is no, I think he's a righty. That might not work. There's going to be a lot of uh, looking up work. stuff. Just yeah. a sec. Yeah. So Kovalchuk. <laughs> and just a lot of people were talking about how it'll like pay dividends when he's on their power play, but honestly. I, I say, don't like, think he's going to make you, the first power play. Why would play? you take him off? Of, why would you take anyone off of that first power play? They have a really good power play. Yeah, I don't see Kovalchuk. He could maybe if they get like an injury to Oshie or something. But they've got a really good power play. I don't see like you're not going to take off like. They, so I'm assuming they have like Backstrom, um, Carlson, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, yeah, Oshie. Yeah, he's a Yeah. Shoots le- he's on the left wing, but he's right-handed. So they've got Carlson, who I think is a right shot, isn't he? Um, Carlson's right shot. Ovechkin's right, right shot. shot. Oshie's a right shot. Oshie's a right shot. And That's why Backstrom their power play has always been so good, is because they have a lot of right shooters, yeah, which but, a lot of teams don't have. But I feel like four is too many. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, they could take Oshie back. off and put him on, but like Oshie's doing well. Um, I, I think it's one of those things where if they needed to add him in, they could. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to be more than like a. No, third it's a, line. I guess it's insurance, but like you got a guy like like Jakob Verana who's been like incredible this year for them too. You'd think that they'd want to give him a shot on the first power play, if uh, if anything. Actually, they, right now looking at the daily faceoff, they have Jakob Verana, Nicholas Backstrom, T.J. Oshie, Ovechkin, and Carlson. So they don't even have Kuznetsov on the first power play unit. Yeah. You know what? That could that could actually work in Kovalchuk's favor though, because then they get a Russian connection with Kuznetsov. Well, that's what I'm Kobe. saying. Like, uh, there's a and bunch they, of and, Russians on. And that they team. also play. Actually, they're the only team that does this that I've seen. They play Ov the full two minutes every time. Yeah. Right. They don't. When they switch out the second power play unit, they just leave Ov on. Are you going to tell that guy to get off the ice? No, I he wants. Will, he yeah. wants to break Gretzky's goal record. He's yeah. not going to do it by letting some plug come on for the second power play. Um, so yeah, listen, maybe. Maybe this is a better move than I was at first thinking, um, but yeah, kudos to to Bergevin for getting a third round pick out of a guy who no one wanted. Um, but also Washington, I'm excited to see what you can do with Kovalchuk if if he if he does something for you. I mean, they're gonna be in the the Metro and the the East is just so good this year. Mm-hmm. There's two, the two divisions in the East that are just so good. I I be. Like, how are you? How are you betting again? We're getting ahead of ourselves, but how are you betting against Washington, Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Tampa, and uh, Boston? How are you betting against those guys? They're freaking unbelievable teams. They're yeah. loaded. The reason you're betting against them is because you figure they're just going to like destroy each other on the route on route yes, to the finals. 
They're just gonna it's gonna be a war of attrition, oh. and then the the Colorado Avalanche or whoever is gonna be waiting <laughs> at the end, just like okay, here we go. Oh. Um, so maybe we'll move on to the next trade. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Oil, oil time. Uh, Mike Green coming over to the Edmonton Oilers for Kyle Brosiak. And a conditional fourth round pick. It was an interesting one. It was yeah. late at night. It was uh, after the game, and I I didn't see it till the morning. And I was like, did, did he just trade his old team? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, like okay. Ken Holland signed yeah. Mike Green to two contracts in Detroit. Yeah, so he, he knows the guy. Um, they also retained half of his salary, which is a big, nice. big plus because he has a yeah. pretty heavy salary. It's also yeah, it's this like, year, so it makes it cap- it's like a six million or five point. It made it work for this year, um, which is whatever. But right shot, yeah. we the Oilers have been looking for a right shot power play man for quite some time. Like yeah, they have the young guys that are doing all right, but who knows how they're going to handle the power play? And then right now play. they've with Clefbaum injured. Yeah, I think they had Nurse on the first power play for a couple games. Russell's also hurt too. Two of their yeah. top six defensemen are injured right now. So that's not ideal to be using no. Nurse in that role because you need his minutes to be managed so that he can put him in more of a shutdown role, I think. Absolutely. Um, he's just a better all-around defender that you want yeah. impacting different areas of the game. You don't want him wasting too much time on the first power play. Like he's decent enough at it, but um, yeah, I would rather even have seen like Ethan Bear up there, to be honest, one before they picked up Mike Green. But Mike Green's a nice stopgap potential. It's not guaranteed, though. Yeah, the they really might they might keep they might keep Nurse up there. Mike Green might not play much. He yeah. might not play unless they need him in the playoffs or whatever. Yeah. He, he's the kind of guy that he might. Not. And the other thing that's beauty about this, they got rid of Brodziak's salary. Yeah, and he, isn't he basically retired. He was, he was an injured, and their conditional pick is basically He's like a Nathan Horton type. Situation. Is basically if the Oilers make it to the conference final, which I think at that point people won't care if we give up a third round no. pick. And also, if, it's just if, a third. if it's also if he plays in a certain amount of games and they make it, it's not just the so that when I saw that I was like, oh, Holland, okay, that's that's uh, you know what I'll take the shot with that for a couple yeah. months, right? Oh, yeah, I guess. Sorry, I guess we forgot to assign a winner to the Washington Montreal trade. Maybe hey, Washington. I'll give a push on that. But uh, so for the Edmonton <laughs> trade, Mike Green. Um, I, I mean, I'm biased. You know where I'm going with that, but. Edmonton. I mean, Detroit's a mess this year. Like, yeah. How are they going to win that? Eh. I think that Mike Green has not played well this year, and his salary is pretty bloated. But you know what he can do and what he has done in the past, and the price was so low that, yeah, you got to give he's, the win to He's Edmonton. leaving at the end of the year regardless. They got a pick. I guess that's the only way you can look at it for Detroit. It's like they got a pick out of getting rid of a player. Yeah. So yeah, I think you got to give the win to Edmonton though. The, yeah, they, they have the better, the the better situation. I think in salary they won already too. Like they yeah. saved money in that deal, which is crazy. So the next move, I'm just going to move on. Uh, it's a sneaky move. So, sorry, we got a lot to to get through here. It's a sneaky move that uh, maybe we could have passed over, but I, I kind of like it. So it's Nemesnikov yeah. going to Colorado from Ottawa for a fourth round pick. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this one? I mean, Avalanche did very little. If this is all they do, and he ends up being a player that can excel in his role, which is a, is a pretty defined role, I think, in, in uh, Avalanche. And he'll be lower in the lineup than he is in Ottawa, no, 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 which yeah. will be good. because I think I like, still feel like, like he'll produce the same level, though, well, <laughs> because he'll be surrounded by better players. Exactly, and, and that's, a, that's one of those things that you got to look at. you got to say, okay, and uh, these teams that are – these players are playing with shitty teams, are they going to do better? 
a fourth round pick for that for a, what a second third liner. Yeah, no, I thought that Ottawa should have got more for Nemestikov, To be honest, I'm not feeling they, too bad for Ottawa. It was a pump. <laughs> it was a pump and dump for sure because they picked him up from the Rangers at the beginning of the year, and you knew that they yeah. were just going to try and inflate his stats by giving him like top six minutes. But yeah. so I thought that they would at least get a third rounder for him. But so given they only got a fourth rounder and it's Colorado, it's going to be a late fourth rounder. It is last year. It's next year too. That's the other big thing. Like it's not this year. Oh, okay. I still think though the Colorado's. Pretty set for the playoffs for next year. They're probably the most set team in the oh, league, yeah. minus maybe like Tampa. Yeah. Um, so I would say that this is a win for Colorado. Uh, yeah, slight. I'd say slight, but yeah, I don't think you can push it. He's not. He's not like an incredibly impactful player he, usually, but he he's shown he's capable of playing like on the top line in Tampa. He played it, with like Stamkos and like Point for a while. And that's the thing. Like he's playing on a very shitty team. Yeah. So what so happens? He could, when he plays he, with good players. I mean, they could. Put him in Rantanen spot if they need to. He can go up and down the lineup pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, wherever they want to put him. Yeah. He's one of those guys that can play fourth line. He can play first line. And he'll All be right. okay. Next to Ottawa. Okay, here's the big one. Um, <laughs> JG Pajot for conditional first, a second, and a conditional third. So the 2020 first round pick shifts to a 2021 first round pick if the Islanders pick is in the top three this year, which it will not be. I think we can safely assume. <laughs> I, I don't want to like jinx them or anything, no, but I'm pretty fair. sure that even if they somehow miss the playoffs, the lottery balls aren't going to favor them that greatly. That happens. Uh, Ottawa just has no luck. Yeah. Um, so the 2022 third-round pick will only transfer to the Senators if the Islanders win the Cup this year. So that one I don't see as very likely. Yeah. Um, but they so, still got a first and a second. This year, which is, again... One of the best drafts that people are talking about in a long time. So, I, I I, mean, I think you have to give it to Ottawa at that point. Because I don't think they were going to sign him after this. No. They're trying to get young and so, rebuild. The, you know how many times Dorian talks about the rebuild, right? This, yeah, and this trade has so many elements to it that I love. Um, so, one is the fact that um, they... You definitely feel like they overpaid for rental, especially a guy of Pajot's, like, quality who, like, scored only like 20 points last year or something he's having a career year this year conveniently it's his contract year of course he's going to um but <laughs> then you you uh qualify that with the fact that they re-signed him basically immediately after trading for him so you realize five-year deal i think it was six years six year, at yeah. 30 million so so you think okay maybe they overpaid for him because they figure he's not a rental we're signed it's a sign and trade but then you look at what they actually it might be five years. Let me just recall this. So the JG Pajot contract. Yeah, it's a six-year, thirty million. So yeah, five million a year. Yeah. But you you consider that you consider the fact that Pajot he's not the youngest guy anymore. Um, he's going to be playing as their third line center basically. So they into a proper slot. Finally. So he's 27. He's not like no, that's he's not super old or anything. But five years, he'll be 32. Yeah. Um, yeah, I gotta say, like I, I understand overpaying if you're getting back a guy who's got controlled term and he's got a low salary. But when you sign him to a salary like this, is it's inflated based on this career year mm-hmm. he's having? It's a lose lose for New York, I think. Hey. Yeah, I don't know what Lamorella was uh, smoking that day. No, I I uh, have to give this. I have to give it to Ottawa because like 
everyone knew going into this that Ottawa was going to try to get high drop. Picks. They were, I think, they were hoping for a first for Pajot, but they were expecting that like that might not happen. What did they get for Stone last year? You can't. Tell they didn't me even Pajot, get a first for Stone. You can't tell me Pajot is a better player than Stone in any. No. Place. Age, Stone anything. Stone is so much better than Pajot. Stone's yeah. one of the like top thirty players in the league. So right in now. that in that my in my mind, I'm like, how did they do this? This is a robbery, actually. I think I don't. Know. Yeah, and this just goes back to my inclination that I am so glad Lou is not the GM of Toronto anymore. <laughs> he is. He doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't know how to evaluate players anymore. He used to back like twenty years ago. But time has, salary cap time has passed him salary by. Cap. Time has passed him by, and this is just a terrible. He needs an accountant to deal like, with the money. Prove me wrong, New York. Maybe like <laughs> maybe somehow you win the cup because Trotz is that good of a coach, I guess. But like, I can't see it, and I don't think Pajot is enough to like. How are, make are them you, any more? Are you than, beating Pittsburgh? And, and they, I think they maybe win one round. They how, might. How the, I don't even see that. Anyway. I still think that like Pittsburgh. Could be taken down by New York. They beat, they swept them last year. So like, I, I like what Pittsburgh. Anyway, we can get to that. In a yeah. Second, so. Okay. Let's. Uh. But yeah. Definitively, Ottawa wins. Ottawa for sure. Okay. Now we'll move on to Trocheck. So Trocheck <laughs> gets traded for some reason from Florida for Eric Halla, <laughs> Lucas Walmark, Itu Loosarinen, who I have heard of as a prospect. He's supposed to be a decent prospect. There's some good players there. And Chase sure. Prisky. <laughs> but no draft picks. No. So, so why like, does Florida make this move when they're fighting for a, a playoff spot? So I heard something in the grapevines. Florida's Trocheck, management told them they want to dump salary. They don't want to be up at the cap. They don't want to be close to the cap. They're doing what Ottawa's doing, basically. They're trying to get rid of money. Because, you know, Florida's doing so bad as a state. This Florida makes so little sense oh, after their offseason. He also had one shit. He's had a... A terrible year compared to like previous years. But his shooting percentage is way down. It's just a bad puck luck. He's also a very young player mm-hmm. who's probably like the nucleus of their team, I would say. Well, well Barkov would be their nucleus. Yeah, but, but he's, like, like, he's but, in that group. But yeah, you, you want to have those two di- dynamic centers. Like Crosby, Malkin. I'm not saying Trocek is Malkin, but no, like, but... but like you could argue he's like, he's got potential to be... I don't know. Like, like he's already had a seventy-five point season under his belt, and he's like twenty-five or something. Yeah, I look at that and I'm like, good on Carolina because Carolina needed that one impact offensive player. They have such a good defense. I'm a little bit concerned Carolina's goaltending. Oh, he's right tw- now. sorry, he's twenty-six now, but he, still, he's young. Yeah. yeah, he's in his prime. Anyway, but like. Like, what are you doing, Florida? Like, what? And he's got a reasonable contract, too, for a second-line center. Four years left still. Yeah, 5.25 mil. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You don't get that. And he's going into, like, like prime slash maybe the last year be downswing of his prime. but. And I, I hate to say it, like, as much as I love Florida, I think Carolina's a better team and they have better skill. So I, I think they're banking on the fact that he's going to do even better in, in Carolina. Yeah. Now, Eric Halla is not a bad player by any stretch. He's no. a decent player, but... He's a bit older than Trocheck, I think, and doesn't. He was also not having a great year. Less term on his contract too. Yeah, Wal- Walmart has some potential to be a pretty good center, but I still don't see him being like Trocheck level. I think like he's maybe going to max out as yeah. like a a low end second line center. Yeah, maybe most likely a third line center. Um, Louis Doreen is supposed to be a decent prospect. That was the one that was like, okay, I don't but, know. But I think this just confuses me because 
Trotex is a really reasonably priced, good player to, like... Why is he even on the block? Who, that's the advanced stats, or just, like, she's just his basic shooting percentage show that things are going to um, work themselves back out, so that he's probably going to play well for the, the last 20 games, or just have a bounce back here next year based on how things generally even themselves out. Yeah. Um, he shouldn't have been on the block. Like, he must have just, like... Slept with someone's wife. <laughs> I, I was going to say when I first saw this, and this is before I heard about the salary dumping that, that Florida's now. Maybe maybe season. someone with Mike Hoffman again. I, I was going to say like I was like, what is going on behind the scenes? There's clearly something going on. Yeah, but uh, Dale Talon's also a guy who I don't think is as good of a GM as many people give him credit for. Um, time may have passed him by as well a little bit. So like, I don't know. I I just don't know if he's like. I don't think he looks. I I honestly don't think a guy like Dale Talon even looks at shooting percentages. He just says like, "What Trotex only got like thirty points in fifty five games this year? Trade him." He's a gut guy for sure. Uh, But I think I think we can agree that Carolina won that. Yeah. Just because they got the best player by far. You don't add players like that without giving them draft picks at this time of year. Yeah. Like yeah, they gave up a few players that might be good, but like, there's nothing proven in this league. No. And I think we can agree three of those guys is probably never and right going to be now, And right now I think Carolina's second-line center before they traded for Trocek was Jordan Stahl, who's yeah. a great player, but he's, he's his best line. years are behind him. He's a third-line third center. He was his best point. when he was in Pittsburgh. When he was, third when he was a third-line center. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a good third-line center right now, but he shouldn't be your second-line center. Speaking of which, I think we should jump past yeah. uh, Montreal's dumping of yeah. uh, players Let's not worry about to Nate uh, Patrick Marlowe. Yeah. Going so to Pittsburgh. Goes to Pittsburgh. He's chasing a cup. For a conditional third. For a third-round pick, yeah. It becomes a second-rounder if the Pens win the cup. There's always one of those stories every year. So what do you think on this one? I would just love to see Marlowe win a cup. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I think I was a little surprised that it cost a third-round pick for Marlowe, to be honest. Same. I feel like it should have been like a fourth or a fifth-rounder based on like his age and what he's producing at this point but I, I i'm glad he got the opportunity unlike his buddy joe thornton who somehow didn't get traded even though he yeah, wanted to what, uh, that didn't make any sense to me is this his last year who patrick or joe patrick um he's moved around a lot more than joe like I can it see might joe be saying you know what i'm gonna give her one more go it might be because honestly i can't see a team coming and looking for patrick marlowe's services next year he's been traded three times now like San San Jose was his like chance to do that because they were an older team that they're like this is our last kick of the can but yeah. now they're they're done yeah. and I just don't think there's a spot for Patrick Marlowe next year he could well he could pull Justin Williams if he wanted to maybe just like stay in shape and then come back halfway through the year just for like the veterans minimum but. Is it, I still it, think it might Justin be, Williams a lot older though. No, Justin Williams is thirty-seven. Or no, I mean Marlo's, Marlo's older. a lot older. That's right. Marlowe's older, but he's also probably the better of the two players just in terms of career. And I think that in skill, yeah, maybe he's 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 always been faster than his age would indicate, so he can still keep up in the league today. But yeah, I think I think he I think there's still potential that he could do that next year, come back halfway through just for a contender and just play like like every second game or something. The thing I'd argue with that is Justin Williams won a cup when he was younger, and Justin Williams is a probably better leader, I will say this, than Marlowe. Yeah. Just in the fact that Marlowe, when he had those talented teams in San Jose, when so he's he was got, the captain, he's got more he intangibles. I, I think so. I like when I watch, I would rather have Justin Williams in my corner than Marlowe, if yeah. I had to choose. Not to throw anything against Marlowe, and I would love to see him win, but yeah, I don't know. That's I think fair. I think Pittsburgh won that just because Pittsburgh. I don't know. 
I'll What's the conditions for that? Do you know? The second rounder, well, the third rounder becomes second if Pittsburgh wins the cup. So, like, if you win the cup, you don't fucking care. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. Give a shit, right? Yeah, I'll I'll give that a push just because I think it was a bit of an oh. overpay. Are we are we talking about the the Hutchinson? Rosen? No, I don't care. What the next one we got to talk about? Derek Grant. No, no, the <laughs> one before that. Like, what what's the one the before hell that? Is Wayne Bu- Simmons. What the hell is Buffalo doing? Okay, are they I, buying or selling? So here's. I the, was utterly confused when I saw. Everyone this. is very confused by this. I actually think it makes a bit of sense. Now, hear me out. Florida. What the fuck are they doing? They're like <laughs> selling off Vincent Trocheck. Toronto, they're not at bolstering their defense, and who knows? The team could be what it looks like, and with an injured defense and Jake Muzzin out now, that third spot you in the Atlantic gonna get in there? could be potentially doable for Buffalo. Where are they? They're only six they're points behind, and they had a game in hand going into tonight. They're ten behind right now. No, they're they're eight behind Toronto now, but they have two games in hand. So like it's not likely. Oof, that is... But Botterill is also GMing for his life right now. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's like, really to watch. You gotta give it to him, and you also gotta give it to him for only giving up a fifth rounder for Wayne Simmons. Like Wayne Simmons is not having a great year by any I means. Didn't see that last bit. anyway, okay. But I guess it turns into a fourth if the Sabres make the playoffs and Simmons plays 10 games. But, like, if they make the playoffs, they don't fucking care. No They're happy. Yeah, no kidding. Um, no, it's uh, – I think people are not as aware that Buffalo is as close as they are. Fuck. And when you when – you, just what we're talking about, Florida, so Florida and Toronto both kind of falling apart at their own hands, There's there is a small, small opportunity that Buffalo could slide in there. I think the odds had them at like a 4.4% chance of making the playoffs, which is not good. I guess it but, depends on your strength of the schedule, all that too. But you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> no, it's fair. And uh, the one thing that I did, they did say is the one thing Buffalo is really lacking is some damn leadership, like some flatulism in their dressing They're really young. Some flatulism in their dressing room. <laughs> some flatulism. They need somebody to fart. Yeah, just to like get them all riled up, like smelling salts or something. <laughs> oh man, have you ever had those? Oh, no. They I, they will wake you the hell up. Oh. If you ever have trouble getting out of bed, put those next to your bedside table. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I actually uh, would give the win to, to Buffalo on that one. It's only a fifth, yeah. I know most people are like, what the fuck are they even doing? But I'll give them the win. I mean, you know, Wayne Simmons is one of those guys that I feel like if in the playoffs, he does he's, he's he a guy the kind that, of game that would affect a playoff game. He's the guy that I feel like like two years ago would have got you a first-round pick. And now I he's only he getting a fifth-round pick. Yeah, I think yeah. it was when he was leaving Philly. Yeah, so, so it's just yeah. confusing. Yeah, that is interesting. But anyway. Anyway, let's talk very briefly about the Nick Ritchie for Danton Heinen trade. <laughs> um, it's a trade to like somewhat younger guys who haven't quite lived up to their potential. But Boston is clearly gearing up for the playoffs and wanted to get tougher and bigger. So they add Nick Ritchie. It makes sense to me. I think uh, Nick Ritchie yeah. has actually got as much offensive potential as Danton Heinen anyway. So I think it's a good trade for Boston. I definitely think Boston won that for yeah, sure. I'll give Boston the W. Um, um, let's uh, no. Let's let's go to uh, the Oilers again with the double a double dip of the Oilers. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with the little guy, the Tyler Ennis for a fifth round pick. Edmonton area native. I actually used to play hockey with his cousin. Oh, nice. Um, the guy is a competitor. I will say that. 
bounced yeah. around the league. He's definitely not what he, he's no different than Mike Green, where you you look at him and you're like, he's not what he used to be. But, but I, for a fifth round pick, I think for a fifth round pick, he's some great skill, value. You can play third line, second line, maybe if you need it. You mm-hmm. know, maybe some power play minutes here and there. He's got some skill, and yep. I think he's a left winger, and we're down. He, I think he can play right pretty now. much any forward position. Yeah, and that's that's the big thing is he's he's, he's versatile, versatile for sure. Versatile, Jake. Yeah, and, and it doesn't <laughs> cost you anything really. A fifth round pick, who cares, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'll give the win to Edmonton on that one. So you got your boys are two for zero oh, or two yeah, two and zero oh so far. A lot of people are liking what what Mister Holland did. He's yeah. he's good when he's a buyer. He's not good when he's a seller. We, he we doesn't know how to sell. And we haven't gotten to the big one yet, but we'll do it right now. Uh, Andreas Athanasiu. Um, is that a is that a rocket in my pocket or am well, I just that is to see you? Uh, a Greek born or Greek? I thought he was Egyptian background. Uh, no, it was Greek something. Uh, apparently, I, I actually have never seen him play. I don't recognize him ever. He's apparently the third fastest player in the NHL right now. Yeah, I've heard he's one of the few guys who could give Connor McDavid a run for his money. But he also has apparently the worst yeah, plus he, minus in the league. I'm sorry, you're right. He's Greek and Guyanese descent. Guyanese, okay, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, and you I, should know you're an Oilers fan. <laughs> uh, you know, and I looked at this Kuffner guy too. The Kuffner guy is 21. He, you know, he could be somebody that actually develops into a good hockey player. You never know. Yeah, we got rid of Sam Gagne, who actually apparently. Has interest to possibly come back to Edmonton next year. Yeah, like so he, he likes the things. Oilers. It's unfortunate losing a guy like that because I think he would have been good in the dressing room. Yeah, but you have to, you have to get better. And they, I think, undoubtedly get better with Athens. You over Gagne. What, thirty goals last year. Yeah, he had thirty goals on Detroit, who was not good last year. They're not as bad as they were this year, but they're not good. Yeah, so he's got thirty goal potential. He's still pretty young. Um, Even if he he gets. 20 goals. So he's 25 years old. Yeah, he's young. He's in his, he's in his kind of RFA, primary. He's yeah, in there. RFA or whatever this year. But, but yeah, I mean, this was a... This but was he's a also year. an RFA coming into the Oilers playing a terrible... Having a terrible year. Yeah. So, like, you can argue if you're kind of yeah, on that you only yeah. have to pay him, like, $3 million a year or something. Well, like that. it'll be interesting to see how that... And that's the future. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Two second-round picks. Yeah, it hurts a little bit. But you know what? Uh, like he said... It's just nice to see them trying to go for it with McDavid and Drysaddle. You're not, you've got to stop thinking, oh, we got to wait, we got to wait, wait. These guys are playing unbelievable right now. When Connor McDavid comes out back from five games or six games, was it six games? Well, he came back the other night. Yeah, when he comes back from six games, missed. And he scores, and he that, scores goal. that goal. And he scores that goal and he's just on this fire. Vintage goal. McDavid. You're just like, how do you not try to get this guy a goddamn winger for once? Yeah. Like, Instead of making him play with like Josh Archibald and, uh, I just some other some other dude. I, I just remember. think it's funny. It's against his. It's with his old team. It, the the three trade or two trades with his old team. It's kind of like <laughs> what's going nep- on? Are you yeah, a little, a little poker nepotistic. behind the? You know, like so it's a little nepotistic. It was kind of like the Lou Lamorello dealing a second or like quite a bit for Andy yeah. Green. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I think they still won that. Yeah, absolutely. So Edmonton three and three now. Edmonton's three and zero in my books and uh, your books too. So. Then we'll go to the other Alberta team now. Dirt uh, Forbort, depth defenseman, fourth yeah. round conditional. That's, um, that's fine. That's, that's not about. They need that price. with their injuries that are happening right now. Yeah, and then the, the big one is the Gustafson. Like he could yeah. be that second pairing D that they need now that what's his name's out right now. Um, their captain Giordano. He doesn't fill Giordano's role, but he doesn't make them any weaker. 
Yeah, and all that they had to give up was a third-round pick for a guy who scored 60 points exactly. in 79 games last year and is still, like, pretty young. He can run a power play. What was the condition on that one, too? There was it just is their highest of third-round picks because they've okay. got two, I okay. think. Okay, Well, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, I think Calgary won both of those. Um, what about, so Pittsburgh tra- gets Connor Sherry and Evan Rodriguez gets rid of Dominic Cahoon. Like, why not bring a guy that's already done well in the playoffs and knows your team and everything? It's yep. like, I actually, like, I was frustrated when he left. I know it was a salary cap and all that stuff, but I thought it was silly that they let Cherry go. Because he, was he had well. clear chemistry with, like, the top six in, in Pittsburgh. So maybe maybe they got a second chance for that. That's, yeah, we'll uh, see. We'll see. I th- Does he have contract up They're also taking on Evan Rodriguez, who has, like, a $2 million cap hit, but is doing it. Dick all this year. Yeah, well, that's just the price you pay. Yeah, they didn't give up a pick though. Like, no, so... they gave up Dominic Cahoon, who's a decent asset. Um, <laughs> I think he's younger, has more potential than Sherry. But at this point, they don't care about young and potential. They care about what can make their team better. Exactly. And I think that he's not getting younger. Malkin's th- not getting. Younger. I think that worst comes to worst. Sherry does a little bit worse than Cahoon. Like he continues to play like Buffalo Sherry. Yeah. Um, but. Odds are he'll be at least as good as Cahoon, I think. If they're giving him the same minutes yeah. and the same placement as Cahoon, you get to play with Malkin or Crosby. I think Sherry will do pretty well, and I think that Pittsburgh looks good for this one. Yeah. So I'll give the slight edge to Pittsburgh in this trade. I'd agree. But I think it makes sense for Buffalo, too, because Sherry's not doing anything on Buffalo. <laughs> um, all right, Sammy Vatanen goes to Carolina for a bunch of stuff. Um they didn't give up anything major, so I'll give the win to Carolina he's on this injured, one. But yeah, you know, I think he's a decent player. They also have what's his name Hamilton out right now. They yeah. don't know how long he's going to be out, so it's like it's another good. Def- depth I liked that thing. one, but then they turn around and pick up Brady Shea, which now seems like they have a bit of a surplus of defensemen, <laughs> and they give up a first rounder yeah. for him. That one was because doesn't he have like three years left? Three years left, but it's at like five something million, and I don't think he's actually worth that. I think he's more of a like three to four million defender. To me, I would rather them. And you know, it's it's funny because we jumped over one. You look at the time no, on these two: three fifteen or three sixteen Eastern. Three p.m. Eastern is when Robin Leonard mm-hmm. went to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> just a salary dump it. Yeah, just so they could uh, yeah. eat a little bit of his already. Yeah, that's funny how they, they put salary. that in now. Initially, they didn't have that in there. Uh, but yeah, Subban went to. Uh, that's the other thing that nobody really looked about. Subban actually went to, to uh, Chicago. Chicago. So Chicago has a goalie potentially in the future. Uh, and a second round pick. I don't think Malcolm Subban's turning into anything at this point. Okay, well that's fair. I think he's had his his shot, and it's yeah. He's had he, a he is what he is. Year. He's had a year. Sometimes a change in scenery helps. But anyway, Robin Leonard. Now they have two potential Vesna candidates on one damn team. Well, you say that, but you look at Marc Andre Fleury this year. He's got like a nine oh eight save percentage or something. He's okay. he's not actually been that great. But you know, Mark has done this in the past where he has a shitty regular season, and then yeah. when he gets called on in the playoffs. He does well. He can do well. He also used to be known as like a big choke artist in the playoffs. True, true. So like, true. fair enough. He's he's an interesting guy. Okay, he's nine oh six this year in forty five. No, games he's played. definitely not had a good year. I agree. But he does still have like the glim the the glimmer and gleam of the past two seasons where he was like <laughs> the the heart of Vegas. So I I do see what you're saying, but I do think that this is smart on George McPhee's part. They're seeing Flurry's 
although he's the face of the franchise in many ways. He's 35 years old. He's been playing since he was 18 years old in the NHL. He's going to slow down. Um, Is is his contract done this year? I think he's got one more year because he signed a three-year extension after the first year. So they've got one more year potentially of flurry, but if you're George McPhee and you're smart, I think you try and sign Robin Leonard. It's going to be tough to make that work under the cap though, because Flurry's making seven million next year. You know that might that's a that's a problem he can deal with in the off season. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't have to think about it right now. Now that Toronto and Chicago are retaining seventy five percent of his salary. Oh, fuck. <laughs> how do you how do you not give Vegas the check mark for getting another good goalie and not giving up a first either? Yeah, that was the other thing. Like they they basically gave away a goalie they were never going to keep. They didn't have trust in it and a second round pick. The only like, thing I'll say, the, the only thing I'll say is there is no real past indicator of success with a move like this. When you look at uh, Ryan Miller to St. Louis, when they already had a pretty good thing going with Brian Elliott, um, that didn't work out very well. You look at uh, Ben Bishop to LA Kings when they already had Jonathan Quick as their number one, and that didn't help them at all. I think we touched on this in the last podcast. Yeah, you don't really. It's hard to trade for goalies. Acclim- the they don't acclimate because, quickly. Like good goalies, because yeah, you have to get used to your team. It's the system that they play, and also just like getting used to the players and everything. And I don't know, goalies are just like shout out to Brandon Bath. You guys are fucked in the head. Yeah, you guys are temperamental. You guys are sick fucks. You guys are fucked. <laughs> uh, yeah. And anyway, Brandon, we love you, but you, you're fucked. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the reason why I want to say that is because when I saw. Afterwards, the timeline, and I saw, okay, Skykey now is Skeki, whatever the hell you want to call him, in Carolina. Oh, I bet you Carolina sure. would have rather spend that money on Robin Leonard. They should have. Because they knew their goaltending. But you know what they were doing now? They are like, we're just going to put seven defensemen on the ice. <laughs> block everything. Block every shot. And they did it against Toronto, so maybe they might be right. Anyway. Yeah, but they lost 4-1 to one to Dallas tonight, so they could have probably used Fair Robin Leonard. In that. Fair enough. Yeah, and I mean, that's yeah, that's Carolina's problem. They'll figure it out. Or they won't. Or they won't. They'll playoffs. miss the playoffs. Exactly. And then Don Waddell's going to um, look like an idiot. <laughs> Anyway, I'll give uh, so, I'll give the win to Vegas very slightly on that okay, one, just because okay. of the potential for it, with the caveat that yeah. this has not worked out well in the past. And I think you have to give the win to uh, New York Rangers for the the Brady Skanky, just because the first round pick for him. You're Don Cherrying that name real hard, Skanky. Shay. Shay. I think it's just Shay. Shay? What is what is his, uh what is he? Canadian. Oh, you're getting into the. Oh, you got to tell the audience what you get into there. I'm getting into the Cruzan Blackstrap Rum from St. Croix. Um, <laughs> it was right next to me. I didn't feel like getting up and grabbing a beer. And I just wanted a little, little snifter, a little snibbly-bibbly. A little snibbly-bibbly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, As I'm butchering the names. I, I don't know if you actually are. I'm sorry. I'm giving you a hard time. No, no. I probably am. But I think the Brady Shea one made no sense, so I'll give the win to uh, New York on that one. Jeff Gordon, again, just being just GMing hard. And um, <laughs> then I'll give the win to uh, Vegas for Robin Leonard yeah. and the win to Carolina on Sammy Vatanen. Then we see uh, the Louis Domingue trade to Vancouver for Zane McIntyre. And at first, everyone's like, what the hell is this? But then it turns oh, yeah, out yeah, yeah. J- Jacob Markstrom's out, or Jakob Markstrom Fuck. is out for uh, three to four Jesus. weeks at least. That's so, got to be like the timing of that has got to be the shittiest thing ever. For mm-hmm. did you want any? No, no, I'm good. 
Uh, <laughs> at this point, I want to give a little shout out to Dowler. Oh yeah. If you thought your Canucks Dowler's were making hurting. the playoffs before, now you can basically wave the white flag, Dowler. I think <laughs> I don't think it's all doom and gloom to that level. He is literally their MVP. He is literally. <laughs> no, they uh, Thatcher Demko is a damn good backup though. And he, they won tonight. They beat Montreal 4-3. And it was just Montreal. <laughs> Montreal traded all their players away. Yeah. Bergevin doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> but there was a character win. They were down 3 nothing. I think, uh, and they fair. came back and won. I mean, the one thing about Canucks that I think gives them a chance is they compete on a nightly basis. They do. They do. Right now, they are looking a lot like the Calgary Flames of a few years back, Bob Hartman, or Bob Hartley, <laughs> that we talked about where they, their PDO was insane. Yeah. And they're like just getting out shot, no chance, but they have the heart to somehow make yeah. it in. Yeah. So I think the Canucks will make it based on just like weird shit happening. And Thatcher Demko, I could see him like playing out of his mind down the stretch. I don't think Domingue is going to help them too much based on what he's done this who, year. Who else do they have in their organization? I don't think... I don't know. Maybe they're hoping to be a waiver pickup or something. I don't yeah. know. This well, doesn't really happen at this time of year. Though. No. Yeah. Anyway, Any, uh, anyway it, it at least makes the, sense. I'll give him the win. Yeah, yeah I'll give him a slight win because who the hell is Zane McIntyre? Um, <laughs> I think he played for like Boston for like Sorry, two games Zane. back in Sorry, the day. Sorry, Zane. Uh, any, next, this one, I had no fucking clue what was going on. Uh, Barkley Goodrow to Tampa Bay for a first rounder. Although now I'm seeing that there's a third round pick that they got back their way. So it makes a bit more sense if it was a, a first in Anthony Greco. I don't know who Anthony Greco is, but he's a, he's like a fourth, third, fourth liner. He's young too. So I don't know. I mean, Tampa is in win now mode. They got a third round pick back, which was interesting. So Anthony Greco is an undrafted player who's 26, so he's not much. He's been playing third, fourth line. Has he? Yeah, he, not many games. I've seen him a couple times. It says he has one game of NHL experience on okay, Wikipedia, well then, but that's but they usually don't have the recent stats, so he might know one game of NHL experience on Hockey DB. Anyway, I, I don't know who he is. It's crazy that they got a third round pick back. Yeah, so it's not as bad as I thought, but Barkley Goodrow is not worthy of a first-round pick. Yeah, and I think it was just one of those things where, like, they weren't going to budge. Sand- they weren't going to budge unless they... They wanted first. sandpaper. Like, yeah, yeah. Tampa wanted some tough guys, so they got Blake Coleman and well, Barkley they Goodrow. They got some guys who could skate and also and also mm. play the penalty kill. Yeah, and who have decent analytics for tough guys. How did they lose last year? Well, they lost just based... Well, they lost because they hit a cold snap at the wrong time, basically. <laughs> and no one could do anything. And also, like, Kucherov, I think, got suspended. Hedman got hurt. Yeah. There was a bunch of there were a bunch of factors. Anywho. And Bobrovsky decided to start playing well so, again. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't actually think the Sharks might have won that one. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to agree. I think the Sharks won getting, even if they had to send a third, getting a first for Barkley Goodrow. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, so... We got a minor trade I wanted to mention just very quickly. Oh, which one? Christian Jews for Daniel Strong. <laughs> the reason is my fantasy team in my keeper league is the Christian Jews, and there's a, <laughs> and there's a picture of like a star of David with a cross in the middle of it. Oh my! God. Um, so Christian Jews, good to see you're traded to a team where you might get some playing time. I might have to pick you up onto the Christian Jews. Um, just a pity pickup. Yeah, just for oh, fun. I like, it. I like um, it. We'll skip over Nick Cousins. It'll be good good omen for you. Yeah. Uh, so you think Capitals won that or what? The Christian Jews deal? <laughs> I don't think anyone won. I think Christian Jews won. <laughs> um, 
I guess that's the majority of the the real deals. <laughs> the real deal, James Neal's. Um, Both yeah. are AHL players. I think we covered it. So, uh, well, actually, I want to. I didn't actually see this one. The Joel Pearson. Yeah, one? I didn't. That's kind of sad. Actually, they I didn't, didn't get know much. No, it actually form. happened. That that came in really late. So I think Joel Pearson's got potential. He could be a power play quarterback on like your second power yeah, play. Yeah, there was a lot of hype for him at the start of the season, but. They, uh, they obviously didn't see it going for. You know what the problem was? Edmonton has three really young, good defensemen. Yeah, they've got who, like Bear Jones. You don't want to over Bouchard, who was waiting. Well, because like, what's going to happen is he's not going to make it, or he's going to step in the way of the development of one of these other young guys who are probably going to yeah. have a better career than him. I guess they wanted just to like play yeah. it out for the year, see who develops, see yeah. who doesn't, and then he didn't to their liking. He so didn't they, move up enough compared yeah. to them. I mean, Bouchard's going to be better next year. Yeah, Bear's already shown it, and Jones has already shown it. So, yeah. All right, so let's give our verdicts. Who do you think won the trade deadline? Um, I mean, outside the obvious uh, contenders <laughs> in the East. Uh, I, I don't know. I kind of liked – I personally liked what Boston and Tampa did. Really? They didn't add anything splashy. But that's not how you do it at the trade deadline. But you, you gave, the, but you gave the W to San Jose on the Barkley Goodrow trade. I wasn't looking at that. One. that was like a, <laughs> do you, did you like the Blake you know when Coleman you go deal? to like a, a Tim Hortons and you go and order something and they throw an extra bagel in there by accident? <laughs> that's what it was. That's what yeah. the, the, the Goodrow trade so, was. So did you like the Blake Coleman deal then? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. I thought it was a good deal. Um, you know, I just, it's hard for me to pick somebody from the West because. Just pick Edmonton. I mean, I want to pick Edmonton. Just pick Edmonton. And for the West. I'm, I, I, might, pick I might pick Edmonton overall, to be honest. You know, you've been really changing your heart in the last little bit about Edmonton. You know, something in the water up here. Well, they've done better than I expected. I will Was completely. Was it because when he was out? They've done what they did when Connor. Yeah, was that was impressive, but but just like um, completely objectively, they had a good trade deadline. I think I, I, this is the first time I've felt this way after a trade deadline in probably yeah. twenty years. Yeah, no, normally they fuck up. Chiarelli has a good a good way of just making you feel awful. As an I usually fan. am sitting at home alone, drinking a bottle on the night of the trade deadline yeah. as an Oilers fan. Mm-hmm. But I was out and about enjoying life, giving people high fives on the streets of Yellowknife. <laughs> it was only about minus twenty five, so. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I think I would give the potential victory to. Whew, it's tough. Like the Oilers are definitely one of the candidates for me. Um, Vegas. Vegas goalie is huge, man. You can't underestimate. I I don't know. I I, I still feel like they overpaid a little. Like that. I, I think they. I think they got some slight victories with Martinez. I, I think I said that was like a push. Maybe. What do they need? They needed a. They got what they got. What they need. Yeah. They got what they need. But I still pay. think the prices were decently high. Yeah, so like true. in terms of teams that added stuff that will help them but didn't have to pay an exorbitant price, I think the Oilers did better. Um, what about Colorado? Colorado didn't did do little, much, but. but what they did made a lot of sense. Um, and then in terms of teams that won, I'm going to say that there were sellers, uh, New Jersey Devils. Most of their <laughs> trades were before the the deadline day, but the fact that they got what they did for uh, for Andy Green and Blake Coleman. I mean, they didn't trade Kyle Palmieri, but they didn't call Mary Paul Mary, but they didn't have to. Um, they still need someone to play with Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer. So, like, they got a lot for Blake Coleman and Andy Green. Yeah. Um, 
Ottawa, I want to say, was the winner for the Pajot deal. But I also think they gave up Tyler Ennis and Nemesnikov for very little in return. So that's not a huge win for them. Yeah. Overall, Edmonton is my winner. You know, and, and it's interesting you say that because I'm looking at the standings now. <laughs> and you're talking about these sellers that are winners. Ottawa, New Jersey. Um, sellers are usually winners. Like well, uh, yeah, and, history and dictates. L- LA probably was yeah. a winner. They got a lot of jobs. And Anaheim too. Maybe San Jose. Slightly. I still think that like Anaheim could have done a little better. But you know what's the scariest and saddest part about this all? You're yeah. talking about Edmonton. And who did they, I don't want to say bleach. They bleached freaking Detroit twice. And Detroit has had the worst historic year in like 15 years. No team's going to be shitty. So they could be picking up parts that just are going to take forever to get used to winning and like just might not actually give them anything. It's sad, but it's also like good on Holland for somehow seeing the... For buying low on these guys that are having a terrible year. I don't know. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, and I, I... I want to believe this NS2 guy might be the answer to a top six left winger to play with one of the two guys. I don't think he has to necessarily play with Connor. I think he can, with the way uh, Yamamoto's playing, I think. Well, Yamamoto's. You did you see Yamamoto's injured? He got injured. Yeah, he got injured uh, today. Just now, at the game. Well, they, I think, I don't know, I think it was the last game. They're playing game. right now and they're not doing well. I think right it was now. the last game they played, but he was oh, listed as out God. for tonight. Great. Just lovely. <laughs> Just lovely, but, man. I mean, it helps that they have Athanasiu at least to yeah. to fit into the top six now. Um, yeah, no, they did well. And uh, maybe we should move on to predictions for uh, who we think is coming out of each division and then ultimately our Stanley Cup winner now that the dust has settled on the trade deadline. <laughs> this is the fun part. Yeah. So you heard it here first. When, we win, when the team that we choose wins the Stanley Cup, you can pay up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's get this let's get this recorded so that we can get our, our dues later. Especially you, Dowler. <laughs> no, you're always calling us out. So all right, let's uh, go from the Atlantic first. Atlantic. Who do you got? I know that's I, a tough one for you. Gotta say, like just the fact that Tampa has shit the bed so much lately, you got to feel like they're due at some point. Yeah. I'm going to go with Tampa from the Atlantic. And I feel like I'm going to eat my words on that because Tampa always finds a new way to disappoint. Just in, just to uh, make it you know competitive, I'm going to go with the old Boston Bruins. Yeah, they're the smart pick, I think. They're, they're the pick just, that makes sense. Oh. They're a juggernaut. I just love watching that top line on Boston. And, they they are and they've and they got they, they've got just a solid team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Metropolitan. This is a tough one based on the fact that there's like seven friggin' teams that are in it. Yeah. <laughs> Every team that's not New Jersey has a chance of making the playoffs right now. The, even the Rangers have snuck into the conversation. Yeah. Um, whew. Let's see. Before Carolina did nothing with their goalie, I really liked Carolina. But um, I probably would have to go... You got less games played, like quite a bit less games played than Columbus. Anyway. I mean, they'll probably get Reimer or Mrazek back, but I still don't like Reimer or Mrazek enough to like make it out of that division for a second year in a row. Yeah. I'm going to go Washington. I As much as I want to pick Pittsburgh, just because it would be good to you know not pick. Just for controversy's sake. I, the way Ovi, Ovi's playing right now, and just watching the Washington Capitals in general, 
Everyone's talking about his goal. Remember Carlson to the His goal chase. Yeah. But he's still he's still playing unbelievable. It's just we haven't we've just gotten. So here's the thing. Everyone's talking about Ovi chasing Gretzky's record. No one's talking about can he win another cup. So I feel like there's not much pressure on him once playoff time comes. Absolutely. And like the Caps with little pressure on them, I feel like they could do some damage. They're playing loose. I agree. Yeah, I'm going Washington too. I I just, I don't want to bet against them. And Braden Holby is probably on his way out. So I could see him having one more magical playoff run in him. He's a Saskatchewan boy, that guy. He uh, he knows what playoff hockey is. He's going to make it it hard for uh, Brian McClellan to just turn the reins over to Ilya Samsonov in the (laughs) offseason. Fair enough. Good on him. All right, Central. Okay, so I think I already kind of said it earlier with the Avs, um, but it's hard to go bet against either the Stars or the Blues. <laughs> like it's a three horse race, and all three horses are they're good, really good. It's you know what's interesting about this, and the scary part is how Nashville's kind of fell out. Like they're they still have, in it. They they have, they'll get but, the wild card. Well, probably. they could they could sneak. I wouldn't be surprised them and Winnipeg sneak into the wild card. But, but they were the two teams last think, year that everyone was worried about. I think Nashville could come in under the radar and upset some teams too. Yeah. So like it's good to bring them up. Yeah. Um. You know what? Actually, I might walk back my Colorado uh, pronunciation. Um. Yeah. Let's have some fun, Nashville. Go to Nashville. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to do something that you probably wouldn't expect. You thought probably, you know, this Nashville on the top, outs, not even in the pick, playoffs right now. He's going to pick the top guy. Like, I think, I think, yeah, I, I actually, I'm actually thinking, no, I'm looking at it. Wait, never mind. Uh, I'm going to go Dallas. I like, I don't know. I just like the way Dallas has been playing lately. So Nashville's on, like, the outside. They're not even in the playoff spot, but I'm going <laughs> Nashville. Your bold prediction. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you at least have one. I'm not going to have one because you already know it's where more I'm going to here in the end. It's just too much fun. And Nashville's <laughs> a team that I that I think they still have enough pieces to do some damage. For sure. Um, okay, Pacific, the almighty Pacific, where almost every team other than the California teams has a chance <laughs> to get first. Yeah, my God. Oh, and it's funny because it used to be California running the show. But uh, what two years will do to you, eh? So what do you think? Do you think the Oilers can make it out of the Pacific? I think so. so I think they'll make the playoffs. But are you going to pick them above, like, Vegas to, to, to win the Pacific, do you think? Yeah, they got two games in hand to them. Oh, I mean, I mean, like in the playoffs. Like, are they are the Oilers going to be the representative? I'm I'm just going to stay loyal to them. I'm picking the Oilers. I'll run it, ride and die with them. That's that's a true fan. Like, if your team, fair. If your team had a chance and you thought so, well, the Leafs have a chance, but I don't see any chance. <laughs> You're them. also in the the hardest division with yeah. the two best teams in the league, in my opinion. Anyway, yeah. Good luck. Like until they get rid of one of those two teams. Until they beat them consistently? Until Boston finally falls off due to age, which I've been expecting for Bergeron. like four or what five years. What the hell years. is Bergeron and Chara Chara gonna and Bergeron and Marchand also, is like 32 or something? Also, like, when is Tampa going to have serious cap problems with all these superstars? They they still have it. Yeah, they find a way to sign Braden Point to like 5.8 million or something. Ridiculous. It's goddamn ridiculous. Meanwhile, Mitch Marner... Who's and Yager like, not even there anymore. Mitch Marner, who's a great player, but like hasn't proven anything or won anything is making like five million more a year than Braden Point. He's not even a center and centers have more responsibility. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um so yeah you picked the you Oilers. Arizona, is that what you're doing? No, not Arizona. <laughs> uh poor Arizona. I want you can't, them you, you can't tell me successful. you're gonna pick the other Alberta team either. You can't no, I'm tell not. me you're gonna be that foolish. 
I'm going to make Dowler very you, unhappy. I'm going to go with Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, you, you'd be silly not to. If I wasn't an Oilers fan, I'd be picking them every time. Yeah. So, yeah, we're so, we're so our top four, as we have just, uh, as it has been said from on high, as it has been carved into the stone written. tablets, um, it is for me Vegas, Nashville. <laughs> Okay. Washington. <laughs> you can tell I've had a few drinks. Washington, Washington Tampa. and Tampa. So who are you coming out of the East? Washington or Tampa? I'm going to go Washington. Okay. Respectable. And then the West? <laughs> Vegas. Oh, no, Nashville. Eh? Interesting. Rema- wasn't it Washington, Vegas? I'll have the whole mice. So, yeah, that's probably a good call. Yeah. yeah, it was Washington, Vegas two years ago, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's not very fun. Yeah. <laughs> Washington Nash. So I got, I got Boston and uh, who did I pick? Yeah, Washington. And I think, I agree. I, I'm going Washington again. I don't know. I just, I like them. And then I'm going Dallas and Edmonton. And I, for some reason, I think Dallas is going to come out of it. Yeah. I don't know why. They just, they're playing like so well. You see their game tonight? They started like one and seven. Oh. And since then, they've been just like clamping it down. And Rick Bonus has not lost a step for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I think that Dallas is they a decent. Four one to Caroline tonight. Yeah. I'm gonna add. So it's we've got Washington. Both of us have Washington, and then you've got Dallas, and I have Vegas. Who wins the cup? Do you go Washington? Or do you go Dallas? Ah, oh, just for the sake of interesting, I'm gonna go Dallas. All those years the Oilers lost in Dallas, Zuboff and uh, Hatcher and all those guys. I'd love to see Dallas be back in it. I those think that's, jerseys. I think Dallas. Beautiful. I think Dallas is Elliot Friedman's pick for the Cup winner is this it? year oh, to start the year. I'm changing it. Now. Yeah, I changed it to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> all right, how about you going Washington or are you going Vegas? There's just something about Ovi this year. Fuck. I'm going. No, I'm going yeah. Washington. They're just so loaded, and like you said, Holpe. You, like you he's having a, he's having a terrible year, but they're still tops in their division. They just have this this feel for a, a dynasty kind of like. A, they haven't gotten their dynasty, but like you know what I mean. You feel, you know, you like, feel like they're still like raring to get one more. Yeah, no, and, and the positivity of Ovechkin, just like the narrative surrounding him with his goal scoring, I part of part of it's just wishful thinking. I want to see him win another one. Anyway. I think that uh, we're, we're we went pretty long on this one, but uh, we got some good content in there. So thanks a lot for joining me on this one, Stefan. Yeah, no worries, man. All right, go Caps, good, go. Yeah, go Dallas. <laughs>